0: Things were better, but that don't matter. Things can be greater with so much laughter, but I'd rather focus on the before, when things were better, but that don't matter. On the past tense, so intense, on my mind, the rewind button on the VRS, take me to a time unless it was a vivid perfect vision. Super Nintendo Mario, that one scenario, when I can reflect, so naive to not know what to expect, when you neglect the things that hurt you most and will always affect the things that you love most. When you will start to oppose? When you diagnose all the things that throws all the imperfections? But you want my attention, but can't have yours. It endears my sense to be with you when I thought it would be us two. But you prevent the fact that we could, so I know we should. But you prevent the fact that we could, so I know we should. But you prevent the fact that we could, so I know we, but we, could, so I know we should. But you prevent the fact that we could, so I know we should.
1: You are now tuned into episode thirty-six of the Hip Podheads podcast. I am No Sage, along with Novak, as always, where we discuss our favorite hip-hop moments. Rate, review, share, comment, check us out on all the socials. And this episode, we got a special guest, my podcast god from way way back from the Squeeze and Lemons podcast days. Sage God, Deshaun. Yeah. Here.
0: I'm here. Welcome. Thank we you. Very excited. You. I'm, I'm excited for this conversation.
1: Thank you very much. And um, you know, I should say you are a mother, wife, educator, and yoga instructor, and also a restorative justice advocate and disruptor. So I all appreciate you doing all that. And obviously, you were uh, an inspiration for me on these podcast streets. Like Real Talk, like this (laughs) microphone, was the first time I ever potted when I somehow was drafted in your slot in the old Squeezing Lemons podcast. I, I already said too much, but we appreciate it. I love I mean, that so much. Yo, I mean, I just got to bow down. I, I, am, I am I am, just like a guest in both your spaces. And then even Novak was like a podcast guy <laughs> in my eyes and the pulling back the curtain days when he was potting too. So <laughs> let's hop into it. Check it. So let's do it. Outcast, three stacks. The new album dropped today, the solo album of Andre 3000. Deshaun, I just, I just, I just, well, first of all, I wanted to talk outcast for a while, like me and Novak, we try to like, you know, like approach specific hip hop topics that are top of mind. And that one has always been rattling in, in our, in the back of our heads for quite some time. So I think it's, it's no better time than now. Right. I mean, the album dropped today, November 17th. I would imagine some of this might vibe with some of your, your yoga stuff. But you know, I, I don't want to prime any 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 of your your feels that you've got like on on this project.
0: Yeah, I I, I have lots of thoughts. So I am <laughs> ready to share. I'm a big outcast fan when I saw that the album was coming out. I was very excited the other day when I saw it, like it's been a long time from Andre 3000 and we are always like folks who love hip hop are excited anytime we get a verse from him in these past what 10 years, what had it, it's been a, wa- a long time. Um, so just seeing that he was about to come with a full project was really, really exciting, but I, I'm a big outcast fan, Andre 3000 fan. So I'm definitely down to talk about outcast and those memories, like, just they've they've done some great work and just been innovators, and so I'm really excited about it.
2: Yeah, they they they've definitely changed the genre in terms of what hip hop group is all about. You know, you think about their evolution right now. When they first when they first you know they first came out, you know, there were two dope boys in the Cadillac, and they went from being went for Cadillac music to poetic justice, if you want to say in that situation. All the way to two albums that basically split in the middle because equipment and i was both their personalities together and then you can speak about love below what you saw is you saw the evolution of two artists going two different ways they came together and they split and they never came back together as a whole again whatever it's like that. it's like two atoms splitting at that point in time sure. so I, you know i i miss that group so much because you know you think about that core the you think mm-hmm. about Wish Doctor and all the rest of those artists that came out to South, ATL. I mean, it was, it was a beautiful time down there. I mean, I mean, the first time I heard Southern play a list of Cadillac music, I was on the school bus. And the first time I heard that bass drop, you know, when they first come on, man, it just pulled you right into that that, that world pretty much.
0: Absolutely. I was, you know, just as you're talking, and I think, um, I listened to the, the NPR interview with andre 3000 this week which i thought was beautiful and really a phenomenal job and he talked about like where he's come from like the dungeon family you know like the i don't know if you all have ever seen the the documentary the art of organized noise but just it is just what? oh my god it's beautiful it you gotta see it um just about like their create creativity and how they came together and like we're literally in the dungeon creating that music um which is you know There was so much freedom. And the thing that I appreciate in this evolution and that Andre 3000 was talking about is like, he was like, I couldn't have done any of this without big boys like permission and like being able to do these different things. But to see that he's still able to have that creativity or that freedom that they had when they were so young, creating something mm-hmm. new in a different space when it was big time, East Coast, West Coast, the South wasn't really, you know, like he said, the. South has something to say and they did and really started something, uh, there, but I, I, appreciate that all these years later, he's still able to be creative, um, which you don't always see artists get to do. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's just amazing. And as you were talking, like I have so many, uh, outcast songs that have just like when the bass drops, it just, it just touches you.
2: I mean, think about Kremlin. The first time you heard Kremlin Herb, and you know, Kremlin Herb or uh, you know, you think about elevators. I mean, man, the first time I saw the ATL Aliens out on uh, artwork cover, you saw it and you're just like, man, it's hip hop. You know, it's the artwork was on point. The artwork basically made me want to buy about album. That's how dope it was. You know, you had the the whole Johnny Quest thing going on, you know, you know, you you know, you saw these watching cartoons that we grew up with a little bit, you know. Andre's always been so different off the spectrum with it, but Big Boy, you're right, allowed him to grow as an artist, and he basically became that voice for him in the outcast. You think about like uh, Big Boy was still doing his thing, you know, Big Boy, Big Boy is still slamming Cadillac doors and everything else, but Dre turned into the Erica Badu of that group, if you think about it, and that's the Erykah Badu effect on him as well. You know, she she changes artists, you know, (laughs) if she touches you, you become enlightened. You think about it. I mean, he went straight into the middle passage and went straight up to spirituality. If you think about it, because 13 13, uh, growing old Mm -hmm. uh, 13th floor. you know, that song, that song uh, that growing old song, basically, you know, it's, it's real spiritual. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just spirituality to outcast, which is, you know, if you listen to it late at night and you're driving on the road from somewhere, I was listening to Outcast and I was driving from St. Louis to Chicago one night. And I was like, oh my God, I just saw my grandma and all these other people all inside that music. It's, it's really interesting.
0: Absolutely. I think, um you know, I was pulling up my wedding day playlist and Liberation is on my <laughs> wedding day playlist. And that's like, you know, just such a vibey and spiritual, like the way that that the melodies and that. So mm-hmm. as we're talking about these different songs, I'm like, was were there signs that we were going to go in this path? You know, like, was this always was there always an undertone that Andre 3000 could get to this space with some of the music that they've already come out with?
1: I love that you said that because like in the NPR article, give it a listen. It's nice. It's one hour. I think it dropped earlier this week he was talking with rodney carmichael and you can sort of just hear like his whole thought process from like the last time outcast was active like for me it felt like it was yesterday i don't know about these young folks on these streets like they probably need to be reminded who three stacks is but like for me it felt like it was just yesterday and almost to hear him talk about it it felt like it was yesterday to him but he couldn't even remember like sort of when idle wild and the double album kind of came out right and he talks a lot in that interview about like him sort of going wherever the road takes him or wherever the wave takes him the metaphorical wave so I don't know it just it's just a lot to unpack cuz like yeah I I'm really happy he's still creating and Novak shared on a couple of these podcast conversations we had that he was wandering these streets and that's the first time I heard him actually (laughs) say it from his mouth. Like he even said, like, it was like a funny, where's Waldo kind of trope at this point. We're like, where's, where's three stacks at playing the flute now? Where, where is he? And he almost like was um, taken aback by that, I guess.
2: I saw him in Hearts airport playing the flute by the, by the Jamaican restaurant in the inside the airport. And now you now you see somebody and you stare for a minute. And be like, nah, it can't be him. And you got, I got closer, and people are like walking by dropping money. I'm like, well This is Andre. Why are you guys ever dropping money? Because they thought he was like a street performer for a minute. I'm like, this is Atlanta, so Atlanta's weird. It's like I felt like I was in the eight, Atlanta TV show for a minute because I walked by and I'm waiting for Donald Glover to pop up, and be like, gotcha. And so and so I'm looking at him. He's looking back, and I'm just like, he's playing the flute. And you know, somebody else basically started humming uh, Spotty Ateodosius, and uh, and I'm like, somebody's humming Spotty uh, Spotty in the background, and I'm just like, wow, wow. So it, that's Andre. He didn't say much. He packed his flute up and moved to the next the nest, uh, the nest area of the of the airport. And I was like, wow. I didn't get a chance to really say nothing to him or anything because people figured out who he was. They kind of rushed him, and he moved away. That's how crazy it was.
0: That's amazing. Did you take a photo?
2: <laughs> I didn't get a photo. I was with, I was on a work trip and I went down there for work and I was just like, it can't be. Because I was in shock that it's him. And, you know, you know he had the hair, you know, he had his hair wrapped. You know, he had this, he had, like the scully on, basically. So you can see a little bit of gray on the side. You see it. It's almost like seeing him today and seeing his evolution from, you know, they went from two high school classmates to what they are today. And that evolution is, that, man, it's something else. you know, to see like um, the girl from you know Equip and I to Idlewild, and then you know the Idlewild movie, man, that that movie is the one of the dopest visual movies you're ever gonna see. It, it's the inspiration what Kanye does, and a lot of artists stole from what Idlewild does. Like when he did, she lives in my lap in that movie, you know, he's getting her ready for the federal. I was like. Wow, what kind of what kind of New Orleans work is this, right? What kind of New Orleans magic is this? This is what they do in New Orleans. They celebrate death and march to the to the cemetery. He you no, know, he, you know, he got his dressed, he cleaned her up and everything. He's playing, she lives in my lap, and I'm just sitting like, Wow, it's creepy, but it's so hunting and so it's so rich. You know, when you watch that scene. But yeah, he. He could have taken a lot of different ways to while. Could have taken a lot of the root, that Rooster character was fantastic in that movie. <laughs> you know, Big Boy's character was hilarious. He you know, he's like the Prohibition, you know, kind of like uh liquor, you know, the you know, like the street thug or whatever from doing like that 20s, 30s era, pretty much. You know, uh Big Boy's character was like the opposite of his character, the mortician, you know, a whole a whole different uh vibe in that movie. But yeah, they. they Yeah, they did a
1: lot of great work. I got to revisit Idlewild. It's been a long time since I've watched it. Oh, my God. I I only heard the soundtrack, to be honest. I need to watch the film. I was trying to find it on the streams. Mm -hmm. I think it's, like, on HBO Films, but I don't think it's on Max for some reason, which is Mm -hmm. uh, super weird how they're they're all rolling off their products or rolling off content. But, like, yo, like, y'all got my brain stirring, right? Because with that spotty... um, Adi the song, right? Like, Mm -hmm. even that sort of instrumentation, I sort of, like, feel like it's a precursor to this No Bars, flute album, (laughs) The New Blue Sun, which we probably will unpack. But, yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, Novak, you, you invoked Ye, and, you know, obviously just talking about him is cringeworthy to a certain extent, but it's like, Mm -hmm. why can't we expect more of a hip-hop artist to not only rap? Like, yeah, if you want to be a fashion person, yeah, if you want to, like play a flute yeah you just don't want to spit bars at all like you know like you can you can kind of like evolve yourself and do different things right and it's kind of like it's um i don't want to say like the hip-hop kid in me is dying inside but it's also kind of like blossoming too to think that somebody doesn't always have to be you know like spitting them grimy raps they can kind of like just just kind of like emulate hip-hop and anything they do right
0: Right. And I mean, I think like, think about it. Are you the same person that you were 20 years ago? Like, are you necessarily doing the same things that you were doing 20 years ago? Some of the stuff, like I look at my Facebook posts from when Facebook (laughs) started and cringe, but it's like, it's the evolution of me. I never would have thought that you know, 20 years, like that, I would be a yoga teacher and saying some of the things that I do or, or holding the spaces the way that I do, but it's evolution. And we are so like, we should be able to evolve. And what I love just as we're having this conversation, um, definitely have thoughts about the album, but that I just don't think there's ever really enough spaces for black men to be this free. And I think that there is a lot of freedom that it seems that Andre 3000 has and not to be put in boxes of how he performs and what he does. And and that's what I really appreciate. And hopefully, like this album can give some other folks the freedom to go in a different direction and do something different or step out of a box that they might feel like they can't because of who they are.
2: Well, think about it. Under two thousand is the godfather to Uzi and the rest of the, the rest of these rappers today. You look at Lil Uzi, you look at Tyler the Creator, you look at all these artists. The, the reason they can dress go be a certain way. even you got thug. If you think about it, thugger. You think about thugger down there. He that's Atlanta, so their tree is really wide down there. So you got you know you got thugger has that whole like dungeon family sound, but it's dungeon family and more more like a whole like street like. Sound to it. He sounds like Outcast when they first came out. But the difference is he has this way. He can mumble something and you can hear it, and you, but you understand exactly what he's talking about. And think about future. Think about future in that tree down there, basically. So Atlanta, Atlanta's got this cool southern swag, which, which is different than Chicago, different than New York, different than LA. And they just they just kill stuff. You think about Artist Storytelling. You remember that track off, off the album when Slick Rick steps on that track and kills the track. He got on there. He he started flowing like they did, basically. So he picked up that Dungeon Family smoothness about it. Is that just show you how great slick Rick is? He came on that track and killed it. The video was awesome for uh, the art of storytelling.
0: And I think, I think that makes sense. I like, guess all those, the rappers who have come after them definitely are like, the children of outcasts but the thing but and they have permission to do that but men who are in the generation of andre 3000 i I feel like they don't have that freedom or aren't taking that freedom um and so maybe this with this music from andre 3000 or just how he moves gives folks in that generation the freedom to be like i'm gonna switch it up i'm gonna do something different you know those kind of things too
2: well, Will Smith always had that freedom, if you think about it. Oh. That, you know, think about Will Smith's been free. Well, I do not say free from Jada. But... <laughs> I was about to say, what? Oh, boy, Is I'm he not. really free? <laughs> well, you know what? It's, it's, it, to him, it's like the sunken place. So you think about it, it's like he's stuck out. He's stuck there floating in space. And Jada's basically, she's ringing bells in the background. And he comes back on the red table. But, you know, uh, but yeah, he's been free. you think about his creative differences over the years, like, you know, you're doing the Wild West video. Before that, you're doing a song about just the two of us, you and your son. And you know, yeah. Will's always done, you know, he's he does done Will is never cussed on the album, if you ever notice any track. Yeah. Sure. And you know, Andre is kind of like that to a point. And you know, like the the track, the track where I saw his growth on was that last track with Kanye, basically, you know, in uh, oh my god, on the uh on on and on the Duned album that it's done the second version of that out, basically. When, uh, man, when he came on that basically and he made go to another level. It's like, it, it, and Stax ain't did bars like that in a long time. When he was describing the scene about having sex with a girl while his mother was at church and he did the breathing and everything. And you're like, man, this dude was really, he like, you could tell that this wasn't a lie. he talked about my mother died from a heart, from a heart problem. My, my father died from a heart problem. They both they both had broken hearts. So how do you put that together? I mean, you know, he was killing that Kanye track. Ye came on and tried to get emotional with it, but his emotion was a response to Dre's emotion. Now, if he had went first, he would have he would have had the weakest verses on that track. <laughs> That's how it that normally works.
1: <laughs> yeah, and when you talk about like the weaker verses or the more prominent verses, like again, it goes back to like the hip hop kid in me. It's like, the dynamic duels of rap, you know, like we've seen it with Black Star and like Mostef mm-hmm. and Yasin Bey go on his own path. And then, you know, Talif still being like the spitter and then the rhyme sayer, what have you. And then the show kind of keeps coming back. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because, yeah, like I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad to like let artists kind of be artists because, you know, like if you sort of like always want to package them in this dynamic duel, so it's like, mm-hmm you're not just letting them be human. Like the NPR article is like super compelling to me because Mm -hmm. as much as like three stacks is probably top five or top three for some like rep fans, like he still is very much like appreciative of being with the dungeon family, like just being in people's spaces and even in big boys space for that matter. So it's like, I would love for him to honestly, like they, they sort of teased out if he would ever do movie soundtracks, like, that would be dope if he actually would like be able to score some stuff. Cause I know he made a run in a lot of movies and I still haven't seen that Jimi Hendrix movie. Um, I know there's been some movies he's been doing, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. Cause like the Gemini part of him (laughs) has so many thoughts going on at the same time, but, um, I'm, I'm just glad he seems like he's in a positive space.
0: Agreed. Yeah, same. And it really did. And like I just echo all of the things that you said. And that that interview for me, listening to the interview was so calm, and it just was like a um, like it was just I, the word I just kept saying was like that. Just this is just beautiful. And so then I was like, maybe the album will be like this, you know. <laughs> but,
2: but all right, it, all right. He's at the laundromat. Think about it. He's at the laundromat, and he's talking about. I really feel bad for people that can't wash their own clothes. And I thought about that for a minute. I'm like, Andre, I'm trying to drop my clothes off somewhere. Man, you in there washing clothes? I got kids. I got to wash my. I got kids too. But the thing is, washing this can be stressful sometimes. But he in there washing the shoes, spin around. Then he goes on the roof and plays his flute. I was like, where's this laundromat at? You know, I wanted to know where can you go to the laundromat and not be seen in Atlanta? It was, it was kind of just like, I was, I was waiting for it to be, uh, waiting for it to be, uh, you know, that trap house they had down there from, uh, you know, from uh, 2 Chains. Remember when he painted the house pink and everything? Oh, uh, yes, uh, yes, yes. I was to see the, the trap house right next to the laundromat and be like, it's on that same street. <laughs> that didn't happen. But yeah, it, it, you so, know, he, yeah, his evolution now is, is is pretty incredible. Like, I listened to the album uh, last, I waited for that album. I listened to it. My first thoughts was, I don't understand what you're talking about being free. It, it gave me Lord of the Rings vibes. I was waiting for the Shire to, to appear, and I was listening to it, and I was just like, but it's smooth, it's real smooth. And then I was reading the social media responses this morning. And people are just like, what the hell is this? And I'm just like, but you know what? The same people you talk about are the same people they were 20 years ago. There are some people that we grew up with still have not evolved to a new form. They're still mad about something from 96 or 93 or something like that. And you're <laughs> like, man, that was like 20, almost 30 years ago. Can we be friends? What's up with that? But, you know, people, people are not evolving. Like, But you also got to understand that a lot of people ain't had any good moments from that point to this point so you gotta live in the past because the future ain't bright as your past at this point. That's but real. The, yeah, but this guy, this guy's future is bright right now because he's at peace.
1: So Sean, you look like you got some feels on the album.
0: I wanna know what you think about the album first. I'm interested. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I appreciate it. Like um, <laughs> so the first track to be honest like almost felt like it was like an intro hip-hop track like i felt mm-hmm. like all right this sort of eased me into where he's going and then when you finally hear him on the flutes which again i don't think it was like immediately on the intro track of the first track like i sort of like was like visualizing him spitting but just like through through the flute instead right so it's kind of like it was almost like he's riffing and then and i'm like streaming this. Mm-hmm album on, on my Amazon music, um, there's kind of like an x-ray, like, like factoids popping up, like, Oh, albums trending on the jazz charts. Oh, albums trending on. I it wasn't world music, but it was something like, um, like spiritual music or something. Anyway, I just thought it kind of, I thought it was hilarious that it was like, even uncategorical as the albums dropping and as people are trying to process it, you know, like we can't even put this in a category at this point. Like it's he he's he's an ensemble. He's obviously not the only person. So it was dope that he got this collective to kind of even do this. And the NPR article talks about this too. Like the most bars are the actual track listings, right? So right. the the the, the <laughs> last thing I wanted to leave y'all with in this quick thought is like the dad joke part of me inside of me is like the one album title was like what was it like ninety three to infinity, mm-hmm. Beyonce or whatever. And I'm like, that's nice. I see what you did there. But it is kind of like screaming dad joke to me. But then again, I'm like, if he is a dad, if he's just kind of like mobile with his stuff, I guess a flute is like the most like mobile instrument you could do. I would never say a flute is the most hip hop thing, a guitar, a sax, maybe. Like I would never go flute, but now, okay, flutes, flutes in the, flutes in the case. Flutes is my hip hop like instruments. Now I might reach out for if I ever decide to learn one. You think? Well, flute just, sales went
0: up. <laughs> I just want to say though that flute, like Lizzo, has been on the flute. She's been talking about our uh, flute. So, like Lizzo has been playing the flute for years okay. and has done so. I just want. Not Lizzo, to act like the flute hasn't been the thing. <laughs>
2: but Lizzo's flute is so sassy though. When you think about, yes. it. Lizzo, yeah, Lizzo's playing flute with an attitude. Yeah. his flute was more Jedi like. You know, he's on the flute, and like you think, like you know, we just heard him on the killer on the killer Mike, uh, the scientist mm-hmm. track. Mm-hmm. And you know, on that track, you know, you could tell like he was winding down, like he 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 was interested. You know, he was still had one of the be- he still had the best bars, some of the best bars on that scientist track but you could tell that he was not interested. This is what interests him right now. And it's kind of like, you know, you first listen to it, you know, i listened to it like I was brushing my teeth and stuff. I was, you know, getting ready, I was, getting, I was I was. basically getting ready to take a small nap. I was up to like three or four o'clock in the morning and I heard it and I was just like, I gotta listen to this again. So I got up this morning and try it again. I mean, you know what, it's good meeting music. Like if I'm in a meeting and I don't wanna be involved and I don't wanna talk to anybody, I got three stacks in the background. And, you know, it might come everybody down with issues on that meeting because you need to hear this. <laughs> so it's like, but, you know, most people want that old Andre or they want that old Kanye or they want that old Nas. That person doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's what, they that's what they can't accept right now. They want him to be what he was in 96 to about 2004. But other than that, don't mess around and win a Grammy off of this. This is the crazy thing about it. He'll win a Grammy off the flute album.
0: It's like- I could see that. I could definitely see that I think so I listened when I got up this morning I was like I was going to play it but then was rushing and then but I heard my husband playing it as he's getting dressed Mm -hmm. and I was he was like are you going to listen to I was like I had a long drive this morning so I said I'm gonna listen to it on the ride um, because I needed to listen to it on my own and I listened to this kind of music all the time as a yoga teacher and like to go to sleep and my husband was like this sounds like the music that you go to sleep to. all the time and so when I listened to it the first song I was like I don't know. It was like really making my head hurt. (laughs) And I was like, what is happening here? I said, I need to figure out like, what are the vibrate? I need to know the frequencies of each song because they're just not settled. And I need to know it wasn't feeling right in my spirit. So I was like, now I'm going to have to play it when I come home and burn some incense. But at first listen, and then I listened to it on the way back home. I was like, I, I have a song that like, I always have songs that like catch me. And so there were a, a few, there are two that caught me that I like looked like, okay, let me see what the name of this was. But I was like, something about this is just not settled in my spirit. I don't know who are these people. Are they not settled? Are they like, you know, not calm in their, in their soul? But so I don't know if this, is, this whole project can make it to a yoga class because it might drive some people out of the
2: class. <laughs> well, that, that Beneath the Dungeon Floor track, that last track, the way he ends that whole like album, it's like, it's kind of like, he it was a Jedi mind trick. That's what it was with, that, with this album. It was a Jedi mind trick because like those Say said, you're in that first intro, you want somebody to rap on it, but nobody raps on it. It's almost like, it's like listening to like a like an interlude, pretty much an old school interlude. You know, if you think about the roots and somebody you got, you know, you got like the they had the flight on on one of the roots album. You know, on how I got over before I, before how I got over comes on. It's the flight, the Jay Diller, the Jay Dilla, the Jay, the Jay track, the interlude track where it just raises up and then it goes to the next track. I felt like he gave us a bunch of interludes, <laughs> you know, but in between transition tracks, between tracks that were longer than usual interludes. But they all smooth, and if you close your eyes, they kind of tell a story. I think he's basically saying that you know this is my version of hip hop right now, and accept me as I am. That's what I pretty much got from that. And I'm you know I'm going to do this, and I might rap next time,
0: or he might never rap again. I didn't even go into it. I think it's like the folks who just really, really yearn for him to be hip hop. We're ho- we're thinking that it was like the beginning of something. I went into it like that it was going to be a flute album, that it was going to be vibey. We might never get, you know, rap album for him from him again. I have to find the uh, quote that uh, Questlove said about the the album. No Sage, what are you what are you thinking about the album?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the other standout track for me, besides the intro again, because like I hate to keep saying that it was taking off my hip-hop lens taking off my hip-hop glasses like all right get ready for the experience um the gandhi track the gandhi one i mean you could read the whole album or the whole track (laughs) gandhi dalai lama your lord (laughs) jesus christ that one kind of like gave me gave me sort of like epic vibes kind of gave me like epic feels and i guess at that point i had no no I had to submit to the album because it was almost like the third (laughs) half, the third quarter or you know, the the third of the album. That was almost like, you know, finishing off and no track is like short. I think there's only one track that's like three minutes. So that's kind of like what a quote unquote song would be. But again, like every song had to be outside the box. So obviously, yeah, it had to be no bars It had to be long. I mean, and then, Deshaun, I, I like I like how you said you had to listen to yourself because, like, I think the thing that is interesting about the stream culture, because obviously growing up with tapes and CDs, like, sometimes it was like, hey, I'm throwing a house party or a block party in my car. Here's the windows rolled down. Y'all got to, like, pay attention. Now it's kind of like you have to approach different projects and different albums and different songs, like, almost... I don't know, like almost solo. Like you gotta like, you gotta just like come to terms with it on your own. And I, I don't necessarily think he's kind of like trying to tap into that vibe. Like, you know, like the um, the Lost One uh, rap kid, or you know, Lost One <laughs> like Music Finder, but there's, some, there's something to like being able to kind of like enjoy an album for what it is on its own without having to like be part of the experience who knows if you go to those like those crazy like headphone parties and you don't know what somebody's listening to and they're walling out to this this album, like real? For real? The new blue sun, that's the one that does it for you? All right.
0: <laughs> I think that will that is interesting. Um and I think uh the the song, the one that got me, I think, first round might have been. 93 to infinity and Beyonce. And I was like, maybe it's because it's Beyonce. You know, no sage, you know how I feel about Beyonce (laughs) (laughs) from the squeeze and lemon times. But then um, that night in Hawaii also got me. And I think um, with both of those, I'm looking at like what are some of the instruments used, but I feel like in both of those, maybe especially 93, you can, it says Andre did some panther toning and you can hear that in the back. And then there sounds there, it still feels like there's like a rain instrument and that gets me. Those are things that really like calm me down. So those are, you know, two that like really piqued my interest, like, okay, I can go back to those, and then in the interview, he had talked about um, that track that, you know, it was inspired when he was in Hawaii, and he did Ayahuasca, and even before I read, like, listened to the interview, or I just read a snippet about it, I was like, this album is definitely someone who has, like, gone on a journey, or gone on a trip, and you could definitely get that from this, Um, but it just feels, again, like, all of the rules are thrown out the window, all of the things. And it's not necessarily, you know, he's like, I hope people consume this. He said in the interview, and they'll take what they want, but it was like for him. And I I just really appreciate just that freedom in that, but I definitely want to like lay on the floor or outside and play this album and have it like, have the vibrations like i'll I'll probably play it and put my speaker on and have the vibrations feel so again because i'm like some of these vibrations i don't know about but some of them did feel uh very interesting and good and then wanted to mention that uh quest love he had said has a long post about it, and he says, "All you newbie meditators, micro doses, do- dosers, time out for me before I hurt someone." People who are trying to do better, this is a good medicine music for you. So that's interesting. I'm, I'm I, I think I have to sit with it a whole lot more to again see if like this, I feel like I could bring
1: this into a class of sorts. Yo, it's, it's trending now on the, the medicine <laughs> music charts after that. It's
2: crazy when you think about it though. I mean, that whole culture of traveling, you know, leaving your home behind, it's kind of like he started that whole movement of just leaving all possessions and traveling with a backpack then Kanye took it to that level. I'm gonna sell all my property, and live out a backpack and buy and buy underwear when I, when I land places. So so they, they've they like given up all their, I won't say giving up all their worldly possessions, but they're so disconnected from the norm of buying a home, living in a neighborhood. They just want to, their, their neighborhood is the world. They want to go somewhere, sit there for six months, reflect on life, make a track and then fly somewhere else. It sounds awesome. So the thing I always wonder about you know what happens when you're at a place to visit on this earth. You know, I think that you know, you know, because Dre's a traveler. When you see him in the airport, I'm assuming he's going somewhere else. He's probably playing the flute in between his his next flight somewhere. And uh, it, it's man, it's, it's remarkable. Another thing I noticed with this album, they out the vinyl today, uh, No Sage, at uh, at about an hour ago. So the vinyl was eighty bucks. It's ten dollars per track. It's eighty dollars for the vinyl. There's four records now, so that's crazy. Eight tracks, four vinyls, and they put a limit of uh, you're gonna buy two per household. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? With you? Yeah, so <laughs> it is sold so out.
1: That 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 that, that stands the uh, the lay on the floor test that Deshaun was talking about. Like my my um image is like, if you can kind of like lay on the carpet in your living room and just like vibe out to a vinyl for hours on end, like. Mm-hmm. You're tapping into something, right? Like, I, I, so I actually started playing this album like 11 at night. I was surprised it didn't come out till midnight. I was up, I was trying to put the kid to sleep. Kids usually sleep before I do, and I need some noise. Like, I'm, I'm usually like an audio person, whereas like my partner is usually like needs a TV on to go to sleep. So, anyhow, I played it going to sleep, right? I wake up and I played it again. But to sound like that Hawaii track was the first one that I had to look at the album title. I'm like, all right, which one is this, right? So at this point, I might have probably heard it two or three and a half times, and that I had to read the album style. Like, this is nice. And then I felt like it was Andre forcing me to understand his experience. So the whole track title is called That Night in Hawaii When I, when I Turned Into a Panther and Started Making These Low Registered purring Tones That I Couldn't Control. Shit was wild. So I was like all right is he just speaking to me right now like <laughs> I, I just i felt like i unlocked some chakra somewhere i had to read the track time like what is this so check,
2: check yeah underwear <laughs> 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 he lost bowel control what's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> you start to see erica badu appear in the background You're like,
1: no. oh man <laughs> uh-oh are we gonna get a comment? common no- nowhere no. Out? <laughs>
2: yeah I, I, you the know electronica
1: what? no bar album
2: get them oh. all together they all play different instruments that would be incredible oh my <laughs> god
0: that would be insanity hey. oh my gosh put that into the universe of jay electronica <laughs> we never ever see oh man <laughs> yo
2: know, jay I'm, I'm quite sure that you know i saw a picture of him recently like have you seen them recently it's like their metamorphosis, they all start to look the same. Like, Common, Common's just bouncing around from person to person right now. And 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 Jay, Jay was you know, he was dating that uh, that socialite for a while. You know, the lady he was dating, um, I think she was like high-ranking, you know, the Rothschild. He was in a Rothschild relationship. He was dating one of the Rothschild people. Um, you know, he got deeply involved with it. Then he broke up with her or something like that. So Jay Electronica... He's a mysterious figure. He's like, you know, he starts talking about the Illuminati and stuff like that. This album uh, could be the soundtrack to the Illuminati movement, if you think about it. It's like it's like you listen to this track and you understand what the Illuminati actually is trying to do. You know, um, I, I would say like Def Gandhi track is the one that is very haunting, you think about it. You listen to like what he what you know, you listen to what that flute is really saying on some of these tracks. It's like talking to you. I do agree, it's kind of creepy. So I was listening to it, but I could tell you what track it is. It felt like he's saying the name to the track in the background, like they're playing it backwards or something. So <laughs> there's a lot going on with that album. I got to listen to it again, not during the nighttime. I got to listen to it during the daytime while I'm not driving.
0: Yeah, I got to listen while I'm not driving to really be able to, like I said, have burn some incense, lay on the floor, take it in. And the thing that I, I want people to realize and remember is that, we, you know, what I'm afraid is that people will just say that it's like the greatest thing because it's Andre 3000. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you don't necessarily end up feeling that way, it's, it's completely fine. I just think, you know, be honest about how it feels for you. And that's what I'll, I'll definitely do.
2: I agree. I agree. It's your interpretation. Everybody's not going to feel the same way. It's like I was—I would say like my friends, my friends who listen to Two Chains ain't feeling it. My friends that listen to Wu Tang are just like, you know what? Or Griselda, you know what? This is different. Like like Rashad, Rashad's been going off about this all day. He might dress up. He's gonna dress up like like uh, he's gonna dress up like uh, like Johnny Cage later later today or something like that. I might stop it, man. So he might put on a full costume later and review the album. I'm waiting to see this online. Oh, yeah. I love
0: the Griselda album though that yeah. is funny and I and I did I had to do a uh a, a honest a, a palette cleanse and I put on the new uh uh Two Chains and Lil Wayne album and oh, then man. went back to this but again that's what I want people to think is like the the word <clears throat> one of my words this year has been expansive and like, we can be expansive. You can love that Griselda album. You can love Colly Grove. You can love, you know, this album that, that is, it's all possible. Um, and I think like even us people who are like hip hop fans, to from the beginning to the end, you can love all of those things or find some kind of love in all of them. And even if you don't, you don't have to like hate on it because it's not your thing.
2: I guess off topic. How do you compare that, album to, that Wayne, the Wayne and Two Chains album to the first album? Because that two, that first album is production wise is is ridiculous. It's like Wayne's metaphors are just on a different planet. You so, know. Uh, so
0: <laughs> so so far, I've only I listened to it a little bit, and first listen, I'm like, oh, this hits. So I, I have to really spend some more time with it, but I'm happy to see that Wayne seems like he's doing well and that he's out here and like trying to make moves and doing lots of pop-ups at different folk shows. So it's just exciting to see, but I think thus far I'm not I'm not disappointed. And I think it might be a good comparison to the first. It was, it
2: was a lot of collaborations where you had, you had meat meals and um, rosé this week. Uh, that's interesting. Then you bring this out to round out the rest of the week. So it's like, we've had, we've had we've had, we had very strong hip hop all week. And then we go into the coach, we, we went into the coaching nightcap, I call it. So this thing, this thing might make more noise than both of those albums. And, and those are two good albums, basically to be honest. You. Meek, you know, Meek is, Meek is a quiet taste sometimes. I can only listen to Meek Mill when I'm working out or something like that. Because you can't drive listen to Meek, you end up hitting somebody. Because meek, meek, is telling you to get on the bump, get on the back of that guy's bump and fly around him and you are like, come on, because Meek, Meek changes your whole mood. And like uh my my 11 year first time she heard uh that dreams out. And I was like, You got nightmares and dreams, like, you gotta turn that off. You're 11, turn it off right now. She's like, But daddy, he he sounds like he's angry. I'm like, nah, he's just emotional. That's just me. So but mix Meek's, Meek's flow is built off of just that rage inside, you know. You feel it. I mean, dreams and nightmares, man. That's that thing is something else. <laughs> but uh, but what would you say, Andre, right now, if he did give us a hip-hop album? You now, I mean, well, he gave us a, he gave us an album that was, they say it was produced by Kanye, right? You think about their synergy, like you know, you think about life of the party, right? And uh if we got an album that had that life of the party vibe right now. How do you how well you think that'd be received?
1: I think you'd be embraced. I I actually was thinking about like the big boy equation in this all, like he's still been doing tunes. He's still been like kicking around himself and like he even did a decent project with um, Phanagram and they kind of merged it and called it Biggrams. So like I'm also thinking about like Wu-Tang, right? Like Inspector Deck sort of had his own side project who he called Zarface. And anyhow, I'm saying these things like I would love for like andre to kind of like merge up with some sort of like rock vibe and kind of marry the two but it's it's weird because like again after hearing that npr interview which there's so much to unpack in that one hour it's like i don't i don't want to say he's against it but the gemini him i don't think he's with it like he's on a different wavelength like he's not necessarily into things that sell. Like, Novak, like you talking about, like, people throwing him change in in the airport. Like, he probably doesn't need it, because every time he dro- drops one verse, it's getting, like, tons of streams, you know? So, I mean, there goes your tip bucket there. But, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I would honestly love for him to tap into more, like, um, the Love Below vibes, for sure. But oh, man. I don't know, man. He man, basically for- birthed the 808s album, right? Like, let's be yeah. real.
2: Yeah, yeah it's pro, you take prototype off of that album, and you go listen to 808s and Heartbreak, or listen to RoboCop off of Kanye, Kanye's RoboCop is so Dre-like, if you think about it, it's so three-stacks-like. That whole style, man, it came from, it came from Dre.
0: I would say I, I would never want him to collaborate with Ye again. I would like him to stay away from
1: Kanye. That's fair. <laughs> because... hey, so were those rumors real? Like, I don't know if, if it was like just some hearsay. Cause like, I thought he almost didn't want Ye to use the verse. And then he almost like, obviously he gave yeah, the verse, but then I don't think he asked for like total permission because I think there's like certain edits or certain parts of the story or
2: he was happy with the verse. That was the rumor. He he didn't want it to go to. He didn't want to get light. So he does a lot of music yeah. that he doesn't want people to, to release.
1: No, the, and again, yeah, it's the article talks about that, too. It's like the the tortured artist. Like he says, I can spit bars and I can rhyme bars. But for me, it's like building a house and it's like. Mm-hmm. There's so much to unpack in that statement. It's like you 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 can build houses like three stacks. You can build like a whole city, but does he actually want to like put that effort into it?
2: Well, it's a Dr. Dre thing. When you think about it. Where, yeah. where Dre Dre's been building condos that we'll never see because he says personal. I think with Dre it was uh, hey yay. I'm gonna spit on this track, but don't release it then they said drake released it drake like basically released it no i don't think that's what happened i think you know that's kanye's people released that track It got out there it's like three versions of life for the party just let you know in the kanye universe there's two to three versions of the same damn song with multiple artists on there and it just pop up or you think about beyonce right how much work did he do on beyonce how much work did Ye do in the background of beyonce's albums there's a lot of production in the Beyonce space. You know, if you think about the Carters, you know the Carters is like it's like it's like it's like the mud child of Kanye, Beyonce, and Jay Z all got together and had a kid. That's what it's, it's family members. Everybody's on that album. Blues on that album. I'm surprised his kids didn't show up on that album. That's how crazy the Carters is. The Carters the Carters is very good music. I didn't want it to be nice because I want I want that reasonable uh, doubt Jay Z back, but he's gone. You know, he's family, you know he's You know he's no. Um, he's he's no longer Sean Carter. I want Sean Carter to show up one time, but you know you know evolution. He had to change. Like my wife argues me all the time. Y'all want people to stay the same. I'm
0: just yes. Like,
2: I know. I know. It's it's, it's hard. It's hard <laughs> for us because I'm just the reasonable doubt. I have tears coming out of my face. I'm like Mitch. I'm like I'm right around like Mitch from uh, you know Peyton Full in the car. Like I need it one more time to rap for me like that.
1: It's
0: not like yes, we have to. The the
1: got some the, more gems for us, Deshaun, please. Our
0: favorites we are just, have evolved. We are our dying inside here. I know. We're our not favorites have evolved.
2: <laughs> so not
0: sure. yeah. And maybe too short should do some evolution. I don't know, but hey. <laughs> but our favorites have evolved and like they came into this game. In a place of like desperation and to create something, and they have built something that outlives them and that will outlive them. And I think that is like just such a gift. Um, so I think that like I get that on the Jay Z front and the Andre 3000 front. Like they are different and they they should be. And we're just we just have to be like just have to go back to those albums that we listened to when we were 20 and just really you know, appreciate them for what they were and be grateful that they still hold up now and also appreciate where they are now and that they have been able to grow and build what they said they're gonna do. Um, And on the same token, I'm like, I want everybody to evolve, but I was really annoyed about Young Jeezy and this interview that he just did. This is a very side note. And I was like, Young (laughs) Jeezy, you have not evolved that much. This feels very fake.
2: It was staged, to be honest with you, it was staged. It was like, tell us how you feel, Jeezy. And he goes sideways, well, you know, I have a hustles mentality, <laughs> and everybody's like, "You still hustling, Jeezy?" But you know, if you think about evolution, Beyonce—I know you're a Beyonce fan—Lemonade is one of the dopest albums that people don't. It's the dopest album you can listen to in a car driving around. That track, Sorry, you can hear like you hear all that rage inside that track, Sorry, and the way that bass just roars through. It's an eight oh eight that that glides through the speakers in the car or speakers in the house. That album is like, you know, like, I would say, like, with this Andre album, it's built for Atmos. That's that Atmos sound. Like, you ever look at, you know, the difference between audio? So you got different channels. Like, I'm an audiophile, so I want to put this thing on the Atmos. I want to hear it on the Atmos system in my house to see what the differences are, you know, with that rain coming down and everything. I hear that from my overhead speakers. I would say, like, music is music is finally catching up with video right now in terms of quality. That's what I would say about it. It used to be video was this much ahead. And, and audio was back here because remember we went from MP3s to streaming audio. Title had the best audio out there for a minute. You know, you you paid that what twenty bucks a month when it was you know, when it first came out. It sounded better than Spotify. It sounded better than Pandora. All that stuff, but you paying that money, it's, it's, it's those those flag, those flag tracks are just so much better. This album, I wanna I wanna get this album as highest as bit and put it on one of those systems and let it roar through the house or something like that, and see what the differences are.
0: Okay, I want to hear I want to hear a report back on how that sounds.
1: You know, you well, you you're blowing up my um my 90s brain because like I remember when I used to set up like the five speaker setup, right? Mm-hmm. Like the whole like two in the front, two in the back, subwoofer, whatever. And now it's like most of my music, I'm just listening to like one airpod if that cuz i'm trying to juggle the kids so it's kind of like yeah, yeah I, I do feel you it's like i i do wish this album had like 10 speakers and i was in the middle on my carpet and then every speaker had a different instrument hitting oh, me yeah. from different directions you know but like Maybe that's know, like-
0: something I need to do. Maybe that's kind of <laughs> a kind of event that I need to host is like have a hey. DJ come mm-hmm. with speakers and know how to do the sound. Because as I think when we first started the conversation, the thing that I always think about, you know, I think like I, I really have a passion for like just seeing that men can evolve. And and I, as a yoga teacher, I want to make spaces. I don't necessarily think I'm the person to hold space for men, but men need a place to rest and to feel and to heal. So I was like, maybe this album will be an introduction to some yoga or some meditation or some vibiness uh, for more men to do those kind of things. But I'm like, now I would love to have, I would love for maybe not me, but a DJ or somebody to have an event. For uh, men to come lay out and listen to this, and then then y'all can cry about how y'all miss the old Andre three thousand.
2: <laughs> oh man, that, that sounds like bad therapy at that point. You,
0: guys,
2: you know, um, I'm with it. I'm with it's it. a
0: grief, a grief Let's event. Roll. <laughs> Let's roll, we, bring, baby. we bring all
2: we bring all the rappers that fell off that we thought fell off, we put them together and start burning their pictures in the room They by sage.
0: <laughs> yes, I think I think this is a great idea. This is a great idea of uh, event oh, really? in the making.
2: <laughs> oh, man. And make them drink wine while they're crying. That'd be hilarious, man. Be like, is that Cooper's honking that bag? What's going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> Having that Cooper's talking one in the back rooms and basically do hot yoga while you're doing it. That'd be hilarious.
0: You can't have alcohol. You have to have, uh, you have to have edibles. You have to have weed. This is a, you can't have alcohol. This is not the alcohol. You need the the edibles, or something like that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Seeing everything in Technicolor in the back, you're like, why are there colors moving around the room? I just saw a panther run across the room. <laughs> That's it.
1: Come me, up. Call me yes. up. Don't need don't need any projections. <laughs> oh, so, sage, God, I, I know I know you're sort of running short on time, but I I definitely um am happy you stopped by. I I was thinking about that thought that you said that if people are gonna like. Hoist this as the greatest art of all time. If that happens and people are following the Pied Piper, I will say that I'm glad that Three Stacks is taking the Pied Piper like moniker instead of like Kells, because that's definitely some healing that still needs to be happening. <laughs> but um <laughs>
0: absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> yes. I didn't even think about that. God,
2: will we get this album Erica ba- if Erica Badu never dated him? Will we get this album? Is the question? Oh.
0: I think so. I think so. I don't think, I don't, I think Erica was influential, but I think he always had it in him.
2: He brought it out.
0: (laughs) I love that people give Erica so much power.
2: She has changed hip hop. Now, think about this. She's touched common. She's touched uh, you know, we, we Ge-electronica. still trying to you know, he did an album that never got released. <laughs> it's like all his albums have interludes. They're in like 15 minutes with, with her praising him. I was just like, what is this? So, I mean, you, you know, know come, come is lost. and found,
1: she, she was touring with uh, yasin Yasin Bay earlier this year. Yes, she they, was. they did a, a show yeah. at United center.
0: So. You know, Erica Badu is a doula. I was like, she should be called the hip hop doula because she has birthed a lot of these hey. sons out here.
2: <laughs> oh man, her, her her aura is everywhere. <laughs> Morgan, and she sells it too. So. She does. Yeah, I don't. I won't buy that. I won't buy her smell. I'm good on that. <laughs> you, you release it in your house. That, you know, you telling your wife, I'm moving. <laughs> I'm, going to I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going to find it. anyway, no, don't do that. Yeah, I mean Erica, Nah, that's one of those people. If I was if I was singing when I was a celebrity and I bumped into her room, I'm walking out the room. <laughs> I'm not ready to be enlightened. I'm going, I'm leaving right now. Uh, okay, Bob,
1: don't look into Don't her look her face.
2: directly in the eyes. Don't no. do it. <laughs> You'd be singing bag lady by the end of the night.
0: <laughs> a wonderful song.
2: <laughs> oh, it's a lot of metaphors. The bag lady or Tyrone. You ever listen to Tyrone? What she really said, and you were like, she just insulted us and praised us at the same time. <laughs> That's how you do it. One, two punch. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I love so, Tishon, that. I also
1: I also wanted to ask you, um, because I, I, I was very tempted, obviously, but um you invoked Ginger and shout out to G on episode fourteen. We had her on the show. Obviously, you know, y'all did squeezing lemons back in the day and Plenty, plenty of praise for Beyonce. Like you already got your um, concert film popcorn bucket booked or what's going on? You got any plans to watch the?
0: Of course I do. And of course I'm going with Ginger. Um, oh okay. yes, we're going together and we went so, to see the concert together and it was amazing. Right. What and y'all wear? what did y'all wear? We had Ginger had on a black dress with like sequins. I had on a black see-through shirt with uh black shorts, and it was great. And so I am taking both of my daughters to see uh the film. They are underwhelmed because they're like, I didn't take them to the actual concert. So mm-hmm. <laughs> But, you know, hey, I'm like, it's fine, So the little one will she wants a sequence hat and some boots, and I will try to make that happen. But,, uh, yes, Ginger and I, and the and I think a group of folks, she's invited a few folks that we will be there. Uh, for the Renaissance film to, to relive it again, which I think like that is an album as you were talking about Lemonade, mm-hmm. that is an album that you can see the creative freedom in Beyonce's tone and voice and evolution as well. And that's what I just, I love that a lot. Like there are so many artists who have been able to do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm loving that Andre 3000 has too.
2: Big Frieda's all over that album, that Renaissance album. I mean, the first time I figured out who Big Frieda was. I didn't understand the Big Frieda reference. And then my wife goes, You know who Big Frieda is so, I don't know. And so she showed me a picture. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, that's who did the production on this album. That's the bounce queen. I'm like, the bounce. I'm like, okay, all right, I hear what you say. It's like Chicago House though.
0: The if Queen of Bounce. Yeah. Big Frieda, Queen Diva. Yes. Give give Big Frida her things.
2: I know, I know. I, <laughs> yeah, she's on a new show right now. That, uh, that college, the show where everybody's trying to go to college with a little, mm-hmm. little scrappy and everybody. That, oh, man. So, yeah, Frida, Frida's all over TV right now. When you think about it.
0: She's been yeah. out. She's been all over. She used to have her own show, uh, back in the day and I think has maybe another one coming. But big, I'm a big New Orleans fan. Mm-hmm. They like just the culture of New Orleans. And, you know, in that NPR article and in, interview, uh, uh, Andre 3000 was talking about like funerals, I think, and that, or you know, about like how New Orleans does it right, um, which I think is is beautiful. But like that that freedom and the openness of New Orleans for people to be who they are and be accepting of folks that you just really get that from uh, the Beyonce album and from Big Frida. And I love that Big Frida, you know, can can do that and be be who she is, be who they are, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's very important. Get the individualism alive and make sure that you're able to be who you want to be. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we're just, you know, right now, we're just, I'm just waiting for that next big hip hop moment right now. I think, you know, it might, it might be this flute album, but, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for something, I'm waiting for that artist to come smash through right now. The joke of the other day was like Nelly's coming back. My like, Nelly, Nelly can stay where he's at. You know, I like Nelly, <laughs> but, but he, no, no. Ashanti's got him smiling like he's never smiled before again. So he might be making more music. You know, you might, you might get a country grammar part too. That's that's the joke out there on the internet. But it's probably coming. I can see that he has not evolved. You know that, right, Deshaun. Nelly still, involved. he's still the same Nelly. You
0: know. So is that what y'all want? I so then my question to y'all before before I have to go, what in your idea would be that big hip hop moment that would like just feel your hip hop soul for both of y'all before I have to go?
1: <laughs> hey, so bust this. Um, this might not answer your question, but this is top of mind right now and it's sort of related. So dope that you're going to see the concert film with your um younglings. It's amazing. And um again, shout out uh Sipping tea with Dr. G, her pod. Me and Novak are on a quest to get 50, 50 episodes of podcasting by the end of this year to commemorate 50 years of hip hop. But where I'm going with this is out of the episodes we had so far, Novak, because Deshaun likes to see us squirm as the men that we are. Bro, the only quote that I can think of in our episodes of podding is you, <laughs> your daughter told you that. <laughs> Taylor Swift is a Tupac of our generation. So yeah. one, have you taken her to the concert film? And two, is she does she even want to see the Beyonce concert film?
2: There are, everybody, everybody that's a Swifty is, is a Beehive member. So they go parallel now. When they had this partnership recently- That is with... not
0: true. I just want to say that okay. <laughs> everyone who is a Swifty is not a, Be, a Beehive member. I just want to say that. Let's not say sprayers, everybody.
2: <laughs> okay are we talking african-american members are we talking polish members but i no, it's like but you know it's like all the it's like all the brown girls basically are just like there's there, there's 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 and there's cousin taylor that's what they do right now it's crazy like my like my daughter goes bsa she old but she could dance i look there like what's daddy daddy's ancient i'm like stop Stop, Daddy's not ancient. You were man. born in the 1900s, my Yeah, dear. She, told, she, told, right? Deshaun, she told me I was born in the 1900s. And I looked at her like, you know what? She's not it. wrong. She's not wrong though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, she's a she's a Beehive member and she's a Swifty. So the thing is, so she got the Renaissance vinyl. Um, you know, we listened to her when she got the cover and everything, you know, Beyonce, you know, on the you know, on the horse and everything like that. She loved that cover. So she got, the, she got the Renaissance t-shirt, she got the Taylor Swift uh, concert t-shirt. We didn't take her to either one of the concerts because she's only 11, but she's still mad about, she jaded. So she sees me and goes, I didn't see Taylor in concert and I didn't see Beyonce. And I was like, "It'd be you got like, they'll be back in four or five years. And my daughter goes, no, they're not. She's gonna have another kid. Jay-Z's gonna have a kid with her. She's not gonna come back on tour and I'm not gonna see her. I'm like, stop. Beyonce's not having any more kids. And she goes, how do you know this, daddy? I'm like, whatever, go away. So she she's convinced that Jay-Z tries to get Beyonce pregnant to keep her off a tour. My 11-year-old believes this. I'm like, where do you get this from? That's what the kids are talking about in sixth grade now.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I will want to know what you all's hip-hop, like what would be the hip-hop return? And yeah, in this 50 years of uh, hip-hop, what would be the return that you all would want to see. You can think about it and yeah, let me know. so <laughs> I, I, um,
1: I actually got it and I wasn't even oh, expecting it. So um, yes. it happened during this 50 years of hip hop. I saw Wu-Tang and Nas last year with Ginger mm-hmm. at like an outdoor festival, right? And mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. I thought it was cool. And actually- I
0: was there the same was, night y'all were. I was there the same no, night y'all were. So
1: yeah. bus, bus the Bus was there too, right? Yep, so it was sort yep. of like an apology, I think of like, all right, here's no no Method Man's not here, but Bust the Bus is here, right? So anyhow, yeah. Where I'm going with the story is that saw him at the United Center, kids wanted to go because De La Soul opened and they had been really into De La Soul with you know their music actually dropping on the streams this year. So it was nice to like know they actually wanted to go to a Wu-Tang show because of De La Soul. So that was kind of like my hip hop dreams fulfilled. But besides that, I was like taken aback because not only was it a lot cleaner than the show I saw last year. It was on time it was like um parent hip-hop meaning like they they brought everything and they actually finished on time and there was a point where like everyone was like naysaying like oh method man ain't showing up he's not showing up and then lo and behold in the show he shows up so it was kind of like all this magical like things happening at one once that that i I couldn't see like a hip-hop kid of me in the 90s like being a hip hop parent, like ever happening, ever. You know, I had oh. my whole fan with me. My partner was there and then we all just had a good time. We all had our Wu shirts on. It was like, it was I love like amazing. That so and it's like, you know, like to go to a rap show, like way back in the day, like you would be happy if any of the Wu members showed up or if they even showed up on time or even started the show on time.
2: They matured.
1: Yeah. yeah. And Nas was like super dope as well. Like it was dope to kind of get that like back and forth, you know, so they, they cleaned that. up the show.
0: I'll have to say uh, before uh, real fast is that when I think with De La Soul, I think when they, that uh, started streaming, there was a clip of Queen Latifah who was on the stage. And then I think Moni Love was there. That for me was like, I am a Queen Latifah stand. So if it was like a Queen Latifah, Moni Love and everybody on Ladies First and get Yo-Yo in the mix too, like that would be my hip-hop dream.
1: I love that. I love that. Novak, did you have any hip-hop dreams before you close us out for the show? I
2: I think my dream, my dream uh, occurred at the Dave Chappelle show. So that's what I was telling you about. So what happened pretty much is, you know, Dave is all into the whoop, And, you know, Dave is like hip-hop at his core pretty much. And he's up there, he's wrapping up the show. And David just, David just got done telling the joke about uh, Israel and Palestine. So, you know, he got booed a little bit. So, he, you know, he told his fellas. He goes, well, y'all beat the hell out of them. They, you, know, you, you know, you guys have been beating each other up since Jesus or whatever. And somebody was like, Dave, that's not true. He said, it is true. It's my show. It's true. And so, yeah, David, so Dave changed the subject. He goes, you know what? You guys need to feel better. I got somebody here to make you guys feel better. So he sat on stage or whatever, basically, and the Rockwilders started playing and and Method man appeared. And then you see like uh you see you see ghosts and everybody in the town. So you see the woo watching as Method walks out. It's almost like it's like a basketball, you're doing a starting five. And they and they and they brought up, you know, they brought out, they called out the last, you know, the best player last. And you have you introduced Mike after everybody else. They brought Meth to the stage. So meth came up there, so him and um uh, him and Dave started doing the Rock And Dave was doing like uh, red man's parts, meth, uh, meth is Meth is doing Memphis stuff, women were screaming everybody out there you know dudes is like man dude, cold man it came out there the Tim's on and everything so you know whenever you see Wu anywhere that i agree with jay like man it's a beautiful moment because man they take you back to what it was like the first time you heard them and they take you back to today like what it's like to see your your, your partner or even your kid hear that music in the car or something like that because my wife was the wu-tang fan and she was just like, they talked about drugs and grimy season. I'm like, that's not what they talk. They they talk about life and other stuff. Because she thinks, she thinks that uh, all you, know, all I need, you know, all I need basically, Mary J. Black You know, that part when you don't have to be a wife, you don't have to be my wife to wear rain, wife gets upset and go, that's not a problem. <laughs> I, was just like, I was like, I'm not gonna break down no bars with you when he said. Said Mary should have left him when he said that part. I'm like, Mary wasn't dating him. <laughs> Mary's just in the background singing. So anyway, that was my moment to see Method Man come out there. I've seen Method a lot over time. It was different to see Dave, the culture, and everybody just into it at the same time. You know, it was it was a lot of people in there. You know, yeah, you white people, yeah, everybody in there, and they knew the words of the song. It's nothing like that when you put the mic out there and the whole crowd finishes a verse. That was to me was like beautiful, man. You you know, you come so far in hip hop. Where nobody knew the words of the song but they put the mic out there and everybody finished off m-e-t-h-o-d man and then you know, everybody knew the words of the rock wilder then he did uh he, he did that, uh met for chef for a minute and he stopped they said they said ray is in the back so we we're hoping that ray walked out to finish up met for chef with him i'm like come on please man i've never seen that song live met for a chef that song i would love yeah, to see live they don't nice. do it
1: so but, sean i know you have to hop off um, did you want to like say any parting words for us before you uh, jump off for conversation here?
0: No, thank you all so much for having me. Um, this was a pleasure to have this conversation on day one of this album and first listen. Day one, on this, day one. <laughs> as we as we continue to process, and I would love to like send me an email. Let me know how it feels to to let the music go through your body when you play it and lay on the floor, but. Yeah, and if I have a class for uh, men to come out and listen and cry, I'll let
2: y'all know. <laughs> let me know. I have my tissue. Let me know. <laughs> all right, y'all. All right. Thank Bye-bye. you so much, Sean. It's a pleasure. Yeah, definitely check us out everywhere. Hip-hop is out there. We on all the streaming services. Go out there and listen to something dope today. Because that is all I know.
3: Imagine the prodigal son returning A man with a heart that's numb but somehow still burning Through the paths that's thick with tricks and trinkets He plots and plunders Sometimes he sits and think it hmm. But everything that he had ever thought and everything that he had ever imagined was all an illusion. So through that same hallway, he stumbles. But this time without confusion. Everything started to change and we are-